you're speaking to the person that you're serving, I find it helpful to literally make that into a person. I know who she is. I know how old she is. I know what she drives. I know what keeps her up at night. I know what pain points she has. I know what she desires. I know what books are on her side table. Like literally this woman, I got her playlist in my head. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information, diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I hope your day is off to an amazing start. Today, we are doing things a little bit differently. I was interviewed on my girlfriend's podcast, Dr. Laura Foster. She has a podcast called Soul Inspired Girl, which I highly encourage you to check out. I was interviewed on her podcast last year, and we dove into business and entrepreneurship and overwhelm and burnout. We talked about the evolution of my business and brand, and we chat about pricing and money and revenue. And there's just a lot of golden nuggets in this episode that I really want to share with all of you. So I'm really thankful that Laura has given us this recording. So of course, you're going to hear her. She's interviewing me. This episode actually already exists and has been out there in the ethers for quite a few months. Um, And I feel like sometimes when you're doing a solo episode, you know, I could have sat here and talked about all of these things and shared them all with you, but there's something when you're being interviewed and especially with somebody that you know and love and they can just extract information out of you in a way that sometimes you just can't do for yourself. So I'm sure, you know, perhaps fellow podcasters who are listening to this, you probably totally know what I mean. So I'm excited to share this with you all. I really loved it. And I love Laura. She's a dear friend and an amazing human being. And this is going to be a great episode for any of my fellow practitioners or wellness coaches, nutritionists, entrepreneurs, whether you are looking to grow your business, scale your business, you want to dive into marketing you want to talk pricing, you want to get more clarity on your pricing and revenue and your goals and all of the things, there's a lot that we chat about. So let's dive in. Enjoy. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Dr. Laura Foster, and my guest today is Samantha Gladish, women's health coach, business and sales strategist. Sam is a registered holistic nutritionist, hormone fixer upper and author of the Amazon bestseller, The 30 Day Hormone Solution. She is also the host of one of Canada's top rated podcasts, The Wellness Witch Podcast, the founder of holisticwellness.ca, a website dedicated to helping women balance their hormones with delicious food. Sam's passion for business is a true extension of her work as a health coach, which led her to develop her own online business mentorship program for practitioners and nutritionists, helping them start and scale their online business. Of all the things that we could talk about today, and there was so much, 
we talk all things business, including scaling and leveraging your online business, no matter where you are in the process. We talk about her Align and Lead Business Mentorship Program. Uh, Check it out. I also talk about how she mentors her clients around pricing their offerings, and it's probably not the answer that you're expecting. It wasn't what I was expecting. And she talks about, or we talk about, the mindset shift that needs to happen as you go from the practitioner or nutritionist or health coach who is scaling your business from the woman who operates at, say, a $5,000 a month level to the woman who is operating at a $10,000 a month or beyond. It's not what you're doing, or at least it's not solely what you're doing. It's also who you're being. And even more than that, Sam shares the truth of it. We also talk about how to get clarity on what you're offering and the experience of trading time for money and how that can often lead to burnout. It wouldn't be a Soul Inspired Girl podcast episode If we didn't infuse a little woo, which Sam does when she tells us how the impetus to rebrand her podcast came to her during an ayahuasca ceremony. (laughs) I love it. Anyways, I know that so many of you are in the throes of bringing your genius to life, whether that's a, a service or it's a product. Some of you are far down that path and some of you are just getting there. But wherever you are, I believe this episode will give you all the feels and I know you're going to love it. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Samantha, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. First off, thank you so much for saying yes to the conversation. My pleasure. And and I have to say, I have been, you know that I'm totally new, like everything, I'm completely green in the podcast world. Loving being on other podcasts. I've been on your podcast before. Mm-hmm. But in this space, and you could probably remember back when you started a podcast, you were like, who are my top 20 guests? Like, who could I have on the podcast that I could have an awesome conversation with? And I have things I want to talk to. So I want you to know you were on that list. Thank you. I feel honored. And I would say the reason that I wanted to do that is because although we're not great friends, like in other words, we haven't known each other in a really intimate way for a long time. Our lives on some level have been weaving in and out. And I for sure have been sitting back and watching you and, um, you know, in my own way, being mentored by you, you probably don't know that, um, which is always cool, right? Yeah. Well, that's the kind of the coolness of the things you do in the world. And then also I have been watching you I'm going to say invent and reinvent yourself as you've kind of been going. I feel Mm -hmm. like you might want to talk about that (laughs) because lately this has seemed even more, you know, but not to gloss over the fact that you are a registered holistic nutritionist. You are a women's hormone expert. You're an author. You're clearly a podcaster and you have a business mentorship program. So I guess my first question is like, do you sleep? (laughs) I do. And it's such a priority. Sleep is so important to me. Absolutely. I do. I 100%. I know it seems like there's so many moving pieces as I'm sure it's the case in your business too, right? Like you're multi-passionate. There's all these things you're interested in. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You do find the time. And I'm actually saying it tongue in cheek because 
when I hop onto your platforms and I'm listening to, you are legitimately talking about sleep often. So you do <laughs> sleep. I know that. And that's kind of what I want to talk about. You are choosing, you know, from my spec, to, from my perspective to show up in the world in some really bold ways. And, you know, even most recently you've rebranded your podcast and so on. So like, I have all these questions, but can you, let's just back up to go forward. Tell us a little bit about from your perspective, the kind of work that you do in the world, you know, who you are and how you kind of got to this place where you're doing all this fantastic shit. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Taking it back. I'm sure there'll be lots of bumps in the roads and so many things I'll forget, but I graduated from CSNN, the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. I guess it was maybe 15 years ago, something like that, give or take, I forget now. And, um, I was always interested in health and wellness and food and nutrition. Like even as a little girl, I was just so drawn to food and growing up in a household where my mother made everything from scratch. My grandmother babysat me as a little girl. So like I'd see her make everything from scratch and be in their garden. And like, I just had such a connection to it. And so when I learned, oh, you can actually like study this, you could study nutrition. I dove like right in. and so went to study and uh, become a holistic nutritionist. And like many nutritionists or practitioners, coaches, whomever you graduate and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to change the world. This is going to be amazing. I'm going to have this hugely successful business. I will actually never, ever forget the business class they taught in, in school. And I remember sitting there in the corner my book out, like front of the room. I was so excited for that business class. And I remember the teacher saying, do you know you can charge $75 an hour? And I was like, oh my God, like that blew my mind. I was just like, this is amazing. And I was so excited. And so I did what most people do after they graduate, put up a website, got some business cards and no one came banging down my door. And so I basically went from kind of job to job to job. I was working in the health and wellness space at health food stores. I was teaching kickboxing classes, Pilates classes, um, yoga. At one point I did my yoga teacher training, managing a health food store, went from like working part-time in the store to managing it. From there, went on to become a sales rep in the health and wellness space, it was kind of like I had this one and a half year expiry between job to job. Like you just kind of get sick and tired of it and you're like on to the next. And so, and that was really exciting. Like I learned so much and then came to this point where even though I had all these jobs, I was still trying to grow this business on the side, but I had no idea what I was doing. Like just no idea. And I would sometimes get clients from being at the health food store. And, and so it kind of came to this point where I was just like job to job to job. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. And I don't think I can do it on my own. And so I started like networking and going to business events and learning about online marketing and slowly just like step-by-step, just one thing after the next, just, you know, building community and learning about honing in on a niche and getting clear on packages and pricing. Like I hired a coach and I got support and, and 
that's kind of, you know, the beginning phases. I'm sure there's a lot I've skipped over, but it then led me to, you know, each passing year, I feel like you just grow, you evolve, you learn more about yourself. You know, you're, you get so much more clarity on really your zone of genius. And so that led to me diving more into women's hormonal health. And I did weight loss as well. And then that led to creating online programs and creating a podcast. And then after, you know, a good seven or so years of just not just being a nutritionist, but actually being a marketer, I realized I love the marketing. Like I love all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes and how this all pieces together. And then that, and then I got so many practitioners reaching out and asking like, how, how are you doing this? And how are you getting clients? And it, then it led just naturally into me creating a business mentorship program. And, um, I no longer coach one-to-one in the nutrition space and just spend my time really coaching practitioners and coaches, uh, in starting and scaling their business. And so Yes. Starting and scaling your business. (laughs) Um, This is obviously a recording and you probably were kind of giggling at me because my head was bouncing up and down. Uh, I can so relate to that. I mean, honestly, uh, there is something that is about the entrepreneurial spirit and you can try and go work for other people. And I recommend you do uh, because you will learn things about yourself and totally. And you will also learn that I mean, anybody can be an entrepreneur, but there is a certain way that entrepreneurs tend to show up. I am so unemployable as an employee. Same, same, 100%. I say that all the time. Like there's no plan B. No, yeah, no, there isn't. And, you know, but also to say to people, you know, you can, you can develop this within you. The spark starts in the desire and then you can develop it within you. So, you know, if you've been an employee, this is all about stepping into yourself and taking the chance and so on. So I would say, you know, now in this space where you are coaching, uh, is it men and women or women? Primarily women. We've had a few men come into the program, but yeah. Yeah, so in your online business mentorship program, Tell me what your secret sauce is there. Like what, what freaking lights you up? Like, are you in your zone in that work? 100%. Why? 100%. And you know, you're in your zone when you don't have to prep or prepare anything and you just show up and it just comes so naturally and so easy to you. And so, um, yes, I know that. And even you even said it and I started to get goosebumps because we all know what that's like, right? Like, I feel like the world is always informing you. You are always informing yourself when you're doing the kind of work Mm -hmm. or in the places that you're meant to be in your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, And so when you dropped into this space, did this start? Now, help me if this is wrong, but I feel like your book came out And then you started the business mentorship program. Yeah, absolutely. The book came out in 2019, December, 2019. And, you know, just a bit of a backstory with the book. Like I knew I had always wanted to write a book. I knew that way back when I was like a teenager and I went to university Uh, And I, it's funny, I actually did a specialist in religion because I got to study like Buddhism and Japanese culture. And it was super fascinating. And I did a minor in English. And 
English. Oh my God. Like the death (laughs) of me. I got like, I think my professor gave me like 51% just so that I could pass because he saw like the effort and how hard it was for me (laughs) writing papers and thesis. Oh my God. It was just not my thing. And so I remember thinking, well, if I can't even do this, how the heck am I going? If I can't write an essay, how will I ever be able to write a book? And so kind of, you know, quashed my dreams of, of wanting to be a writer. And then as I got into the health and wellness space and seeing others have books, I was like, well, there was a bit of this, well, how come they have a book? And, you know, and so, and then over time, you, you come to realize like the book comes in the right time and the right space. And thank God it didn't come in the beginning stages of my career because I needed that time to develop my voice and find my voice and really hone in on my message. And so the book came out the right time. And so that came out in 2019. And then it, it was, it was actually when the pandemic hit in 2020, where, so I will never forget this. I remember like lockdowns and everything happened and I kind of turned to my partner and I was like, oh my God, like the world is ending. Like literally the world is ending and I need to do the thing that I am so called to do. Like there's, there's no fucking around right now. I just need to show up doing the thing that I love And it like totally catapulted me to move forward into that space. And so what I initially did was I was like, okay, I know how other entrepreneurs are feeling right now. I'm going to host host this like community. I don't know what to call it. Event, just a a one hour connection call where I'm going to invite all of my community and entrepreneurs to come together. And let's just share for one minute each what we do. And maybe it can help create some connections and referrals. And then, you know, you can, you can meet Laura and know what she does and maybe you can send people her way and vice versa. Right. And so it kind of started with that. And then I was like, I know how many entrepreneurs really need support right now. And coaches keep reaching out to me. So I'm just going to do this. Like, I'm just going to start this thing right now. And that's kind of how that happened. (laughs) And, and to be clear, it's kind of interesting because uh, your book is the 30 day hormone solution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not like it was business 101, come follow me, right? I'm sure. <laughs> right. So some people could look at that and go, this is kind of inconvenient. I'm having this one thing launching and then I'm turning around and I'm saying, hey, and, and not to say that you don't still do all of that work around hormone solution and all that, because you do, right? Yes. but you were also answering the call to this new way. And when we talk about the world ending, the world is was ending and the world did end in a way totally. because yeah. we don't do we don't do life like we did before. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, that as an invitation. Yeah. So so as you kind of stepped forward and it sounded like you almost kind of felt yourself forward, like, you know, said yes, said yes to the thing, the thing informed you, you felt how you felt in that moment. Totally. Registered the tone of how that landed in the world. You said yes again. Is it that? Totally. It was just like, 
I don't really know how this is going to work, but I, I have the fire inside and it's, it's so intense right now that I just need to trust it. And I know that I'll just figure it out. I'm just going to figure it out. So that's what I did. And I, I mean, I've been in the health and wellness space for over 15 years. So maybe to somebody new who might've just found me might be like, huh, what, what's going on? Like, you know, this pivot, but it's like, I've been talking about hormones and weight loss and health and nutrition for a very long time. And so for me, it was, it was really time to just let that go. Well, let aspects of it go. I still show up in that space and I love to educate and I love to do my podcast and chat about health and all of that. But in order, in terms of where I spend my time coaching and really showing up and like with my time, I had to get like really have discernment around that in terms of where I would need that to go and what I want that to look like. Yeah. And I like that word discernment because it's that I, it's really also, it's choosing where you're putting your energy and not that you're no longer feeding the fire of, you know, holistic wellness and all the different aspects of this business, but you are also, um, you know, standing in yourself in a new way. You rebranded your podcast to Mm -hmm. the Wellness Witch podcast. Why? Why did you rebrand? Well, it did come to me in an ayahuasca ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) And there's that. (laughs) Yep. So there is that. And um, it's, it's just a word that I was, that always excited me. I think we have many of us can have like a really bad connotation around that word. Um, But as humans, we, that's what we do. We give meaning to everything. And so the meaning I give to it may be different from somebody else. But uh, my, my meaning of that is just a powerful woman who's like really owns her gifts and her knowledge and is connected to her body and her intuition and connected to the earth and her cycle. And, you know, like I, for many years, my family would joke and be like, Oh, you and your witchery, you know, you. And so it was just always just something that I resonated with. And so I was like, how can I incorporate that into what I'm doing now? And, you know, still have that wellness and that health piece, but like, there's all these other aspects that make up who I am outside of health and wellness and hormones. There's the spirituality and there's the plant medicine and the business and all of those things. And so that's just kind of how that came together. And I just, again, felt very like, yes, this is the thing. It was a clear, absolute yes to do that. And so yeah, I trusted I, it. Is that how you make decisions? The drop pretty in? Much. Yeah, what's pretty your, much. What's your human design? I'm a projector. You're a projector. Yeah, I'm, I'm a generator. And anyone who knows me is like, oh yeah, you totally are. Yeah, for sure. Like I used to do long Ironman, long distance you know, endurance events. I'm like, plug me in girl. If I'm doing the right thing, I got more and more, but I have that sacral authority. And for anyone who's familiar, I just, I can just feel what a yes feels like, like from the bowels of my being. Totally. Right. And so I've had to learn that everybody comes to their knowing a little differently. Yes. So I used to really speak to this as if everybody, you know, if, if you're not feeling it like that, it's like, you just haven't tapped into that. It's like, no, this is, this is the, 
I mean, this is the individuality of all of us is that we have a way to our own knowing. And that's really kind of the important part. So I want to, from the perspective of the business, and when you are mentoring, we'll just, I'm just going to say women, because it's mostly women that listen to this podcast. When you are mentoring women to really step into this part where they can scale and leverage their business, practitioners, coaches, whatnot, is it what they're doing or is it who they're being? It's both. It's a combination of both, 100%. And it's really easy to get caught up in human doing, forgetting that you are a human being. Um, So it absolutely is both. I mean, how you're showing up for yourself and your self-care, your well-being, that all matters. And it's all really important because being that I coach so many health and wellness practitioners, it's really important to be in integrity with your own self-care and your own well-being and living the way that you're coaching others to do so. So if there's a disconnect there, that's going to really show up in your business because we really get drawn to that energy. Right. Right. So it's, that's a great question. (laughs) So when you're, when people come into your program and you're doing the mentorship, and I, I briefly said this to you before, which is, you know, I'm, uh, gosh, I've been in business for 25 years. I don't, Honestly, that scares me when I say that. I'm like, how the heck is that even possible? But this is the truth. I've been in Mm -hmm. business for 25 years, brick and mortar for most of it. And then, you know, in the last two to three years, 100% online, it's a bit of a different beast, right? Like, totally. I, and so odd for me because being in a clinic, it's like you and me, like I'm all up in your business. I was a chiropractor. Literally, I'm all up in your business for years and years and years. And so that connection started even with just a hands on connection. And then it, So me learning how to, in your words, scale and leverage your business, it was all about the business. But when I started, honestly, there wasn't really websites. People weren't, (laughs) I'm so embarrassed to say that, but there really wasn't. And I remember I started my business in August and I missed the yellow pages. Okay. And that was a really big deal. (laughs) I I know I'm outing myself, but this is the thing about having to, constantly learn and unlearn as you as you go because at some point I I remember walking around I went to Staples and I photocopied a whole bunch of things about my business then I went door to door literally I went door to door because I only had enough money to put one ad in the paper because there wasn't social media and you know on this isn't the thing is like this is not you know what not to do but the point is you can build your business the right way, the wrong way. And even when you do it the wrong way, you can still figure it out. But what are the, what are the myths that you bust when people come in? Cause I'm like, I know you, I bet you when you press record or you show up or you're coaching in that hub, you're like, let me tell you the way it freaking is. So I want to know like, what the hell are people doing wrong? Oh man. A lot of things. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no one way to grow your business. That's there, the first thing. That's the first thing. Like, yeah. just because I have a podcast and a book and programs, and like, doesn't mean you should do it the way that I've done it. And that's what's going to lead you to success. So there's no one way. You have to kind of figure out through some trial and error what 
is going to work for you. Um, and so this is why the, the power of coaching is so important because having somebody there that can help you kind of navigate that it's, it's really helpful because as I'm sure, you know, when you're trying to navigate it on your own, the doubt and the overthinking and the questioning, and then it ends up paralyzing you and you just do nothing. And so having somebody there that can kind of help you through that process and kind of push you through it is, is really helpful. So that's really number one. There's, there's no, there's no right way. Um, and there's a million and one ways to do it. Um, another thing is, I mean, something that I hear a lot is with social media, like you have to have social media in order to be successful. It's a great tool. Don't get me wrong. I think that we should really reframe how we see social media. Cause I think there's a lot of at least in, in our mentorship, there's a lot of practitioners that are like, do I really have to go on there? Like, I don't want to be on there. Right. And I, really it's, it's like reframe that you have access to these free platforms where you can reach millions of people to share your message and just showing up there for 10 to 20 minutes a day. Like, don't you think that's worthwhile? Like just, you know, so I think that's important is like reframing how you see social media. And then the other thing is you don't need to have tens of thousands of people following you in order to have a successful business. I have seen it time and time again. We've had people come into our mentorship that literally have like 2 million subscribers on YouTube and they're not making a dime. And then you have others that have like 500 followers on Instagram and they're getting consistent clients. So the numbers, we get really lost in that. And we think like it, it has to be the numbers. And don't get me wrong, the numbers matter if what you're trying to do is build a business where you have brand collaborations because those brands do want to know that they're going to pay you and you have a, a big reach so that their product can reach more people. Like for sure, that makes sense. But in the grand scheme of things, like the numbers, the, the numbers don't matter. So it's, it's really the quality of the people that are coming into your audience. And, and that's really, really key. So I think we get really hung up on the numbers and then we're like, ah, oh, it's not growing. So whatever, forget it. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think the difference between the person who has 500 followers that are translating to sales and money in the bank versus the 2 million that's not translating to sales is that an alignment thing? Is that processes in the background? Is that, you know, what is that? What is the difference do you think there? Yeah. So, I mean, I can speak from just the students that I worked with, you know, those who have some really big followings with, and they're not generating money. There's a few things. They're, they're scared to ask for money because they've spent so many years building up an audience and giving so much value and free stuff that they, there's this fear of, Oh my God, now if I ask my audience for money, they're going to judge me. I'm going to be judged for this. So there's that. And then there's also, you know, a lot of them just didn't, just didn't know what to do beyond just showing up and creating content. So they didn't really understand the system of like how you can take somebody who is a follower and listening to your videos or following you online, how can you take them and actually turn them into a client? And what's, what's the system and the process for that? And also a lot of them just don't even know what they're selling. 
So of course, if you don't know what you're selling, then you've got, you've got nothing to sell. So, you know, those, those are really some key pieces that, that I have found. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I saw that a lot in chiropractic because like I used to coach female chiropractors a lot is that um, we want to help people. A lot of times practitioners and coaches, they get into the business they're in because they want to be servers. They want to serve humanity, which is amazing, right? But in doing so, they give themselves away. And in chiropractic, I used to see this all the time all the time, all the time, all the time. It comes back to the roots of chiropractic, which was, you know, it was hard to be a chiropractor for years. The, you know, uh, there was an organized um, movement from the American Medical Association to over 20 years trying to completely end the entire profession of chiropractic. A lot of people don't know that. And so some of the earliest pioneers in the chiropractic world, some of those earliest doctors were jailed for, you know, practicing without a license or, you know, that kind of stuff, which, Mm -hmm. you know, was all just sort of semantics. But the point being is that the roots of, of my profession as a chiropractor were such that we're just lucky to be here. Right. We're just lucky to be here. Right. And somehow, even if you came in after, and I started in my late 90s as a chiropractor, when I came into that world, it was show up, but don't show up too much. Have a voice, but don't be too loud. Say the thing, but don't cross over into the allopathic medical model too much because you're going to make somebody angry and then you might not be able to show up. All right, guys, just a really quick interruption to chat about one of my favorite ways of kicking off my day that is with Organifi Green Juice. If you have a busy schedule and you're trying to get in all of your nutrients and prep your food, and maybe you're juicing vegetables or you're trying to get in those massive salads, and let's face it, yes, it can be time consuming. Of course, I want you to eat your veggies, but not everybody does really well with eating dark leafy greens, especially raw. So if you're looking to get in more nutrition to support your energy and your immune system and support hormonal health and inflammation, I am a big fan of Organifi green juice. They've also just launched a new flavor, which is crisp apple. Honestly, their flavors are amazing. You don't have to even mix these into smoothies. Of course you absolutely can, but you can simply just add it to a glass of water, give it a stir, and it's going to support energy and immune health. There are adaptogens, fruits, veggies, medicinal mushrooms, and so much more packed into one scoop of Organifi green juice. It is literally one of the simplest and healthiest choices you can make in your day. And Organifi is offering 20% off to our audience. Head on over to their website, OrganifiShop.com. Use the coupon code wellnesswitch at checkout and you'll save 20% off site-wide. Are you looking to take your brain to the gym? That's exactly what Lion's Mane can do for you. It's going to support mental agility and prevent cognitive dysfunction. Aversio Wellness has this great product called Focus Now, and it's organic lion's mane eight-to-one dual extract. What that means is it's highly therapeutic. Lion's mane benefits the brain in many ways and supports improved concentration, memory, productivity, and mental clarity. So goodbye brain fog. So if you are looking to get a therapeutic dose of lion's mane that's going to help you focus and get lots of work done for the day while supporting whole body health, head on over to aversiowellness.com 
Use the coupon code wellnesswitch and you can save 15% off site-wide. If brain fog and mental stress have you feeling frazzled and you're feeling a bit disconnected and unproductive these days, that's where Lion's Mane is going to come in to the rescue. Again, head on over to aversiowellness.com, use the coupon code wellnesswitch and save 15% off. And it's so interesting how these roots Mm -hmm. inform us and sometimes we don't even know where we pick them up. And then we go in the world and we try and be big and bold and yet we're trying to stifle our voice and we're trying not to be seen. And we're (laughs) like, it's the craziest thing. I've seen it myself. I mean, I have seen it myself. And so, so this place where you are trying to break down the story or the belief around the money, how does that go? What is that about? How do you tackle that with your clients? You know, that comes up in conversation a lot in the mentorship. I bet. And um, so many of them are undercharging. And the thing is, I feel like most coaches will say, well, you need to like, you need to triple that price like right now, like, you know, just, just do it. And I don't do that because I think that there's a lot of value in undercharging. It's like, okay, if, I don't know, let's just throw a number. If $300 is the the number that feels good for you right now for 25 hours of work, okay, go, go and do that and report back to me what it feels like. <laughs> That's yeah. so true. Yeah, right. Right, and then because you going through that process is going to help you realize, oh yeah, this price needs to go up. And so I want you to find that on your own, not me just tell you that. And I think that's often missed. So, cause there's so the, the growth that comes from that process is very powerful and you're going to miss that growth. So undercharge. What's the number that you feel comfortable (laughs) with right now? Just go and do it. And maybe it takes three people, five people. I don't know before you're like, oh my God, this is exhausting. I can never grow this way. Great. Now let's figure out your time involved and what that pricing should really look like. That will be an evolution, I suspect, because um, it's true. If you just go, the number that everyone's telling me is... And mm-hmm. you don't check in with how that feels. Totally. No one's going to be attracted to it because it's not an, it's not a vibrational alignment with, with you, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. You're like, this is a $10,000 program. I'm like, but if you're not the person who's showing up to the experience with the, I can hold a $10,000 thought. Exactly. Or experience, or I have that within me, everybody will know that. And it's mm-hmm. not because you're not capable of it. It's because it's just not aligned, right? Yeah. Yeah. You haven't arrived there yet. So give it some time. I love that. And I think that's such a good thing because it also gives us some space and um, some latitude to allow ourselves to go through the process. Because when we look to other people, and you made a really great point about this, just even saying like, I'd been in the health and wellness field for 15 years before then I sort of not really shifted. You just walked into this other part that was already there, right? Mm-hmm. And then totally. allowed that to kind of to come forward. But that's the process of it. And we can allow ourselves to be a beginner. We can allow ourselves 
really to kind of move through the process. I suspect that when you have clients in your program, some might be making $0, some might be making $5,000 a month, some might be making $50,000 a month. Totally. And what I've noticed is there is a transition that has to happen within us to be the 5,000, to be the 10,000, to be the 100,000. What, what is that transition? Totally. Oh my God, I love it. So, and that's true. We have a lot of students that are kind of in these different stages financially. And we, we work with a lot that are in that starting stage, which is like mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. Oh my God, what, what is a MailChimp? What is a, <laughs> like, they just <laughs> they have no idea what, you know, like they're so confused. Funnel? <laughs> yeah. Huh? Like funnel for my, like my drinks, like they are just so confused and it's all good. Like that's where you start. Right. And then you have some that are a little bit more mid tier. Um, and, and then there's also students who are well beyond six figures, but they don't have a lot of systems and automation and things in place. And they're just trading time for money. And they've come to this point where they're like, I'm burning out and I can't, I can't do this. There's just gotta be another way. So it's kind of a mix. And I think I forgot your question, but like, the, um... <laughs> no, I was really, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, like, how do you transition from someone who has been operating at the, let's just say the 5,000 a month, mm-hmm. you know, one day they dreamed of making 5,000 a month. They yeah. got the systems, the process, the mindset, they're at 5,000 a month. Now they're trying to dream into 10,000. Yeah. Okay. Let's, I'm assuming it's a five, it's, it's a system and a process. Yeah. And it's a mindset. How do you, how do you create the expansion to get from that one space to the other? Tell totally. me a little bit about the mindset shift? How does that come about? How do, what are the systems and processes that go along with that to some degree? Yeah. So a lot of that, I mean, experience is huge. There's so much value in experience. Like if you, if the number you're holding right now is 10,000 a month, but you don't know what it's like to even bring in 3000 right now, like we have to start somewhere. So I think what happens is once you start to build that momentum and you can now see and even tangibly feel like this possibility, you get this taste of it. And then you're like, oh, like I, I get this. Like, okay, I can go on a webinar and sell this program and do 3000. Okay. Right. I see, I see how this works now. And, and then, so that experience like really helps to kind of root them in the possibility of like, now I can see how I can, how more can happen. Um, I also think like just being able to witness and see others in the same space who have created these big businesses can also be really valuable. Like, and it's kind of a fine line because I think we can easily get caught up in like jealousy and, you know, it, we can start to feel really down on ourselves feeling like, well, that's only possible for so-and-so over there, but not yeah. for me. So you have to be really conscious with that. But I do ask our students a lot in the mentorship, like, who are the people that you really admire? And you can look at them from a place of like, you know, without the jealousy and you can feel really inspired looking at them, feel really motivated. Like, what is it about them that you love so much? Like, let's, 
let's break that down because that's, that's within you as well. You just haven't discovered it yet. And so that that's a really important piece I, I find too. And there's so much value in that. But again, like you have to be conscious scrolling on social media and trying to find all these people that, you know, who have these big businesses or it can look like very shiny from the outside and you don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. So, um, again, that like discernment is really important there. Um, so there's that, there's that, like the value in the experience and being able to witness and see the possibility in others, knowing that that's possible for yourself, but then systematically is, I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces here. So systematically, I think, you know, this is something I always tell our students is that you're not here to do emotional business. You are here to do factual business. So what that means is when you go and launch your webinar for the very first time and it bombs and no one signs up, that's the first time. Like, it's okay. It's bound to happen. It's not failure. It's feedback. Let's go back to the drawing board. Let's see what worked. Let's see what didn't. And more importantly, let's look at the numbers. Let's look at the data. And so that is factual business because something doesn't go right. And then we're instantly in our head with the emotions of like, I can't do this. This isn't going to work for me. I'm not good enough. I suck. No one's going to buy it. Right. And we go down the rabbit hole of emotions. And so it's like, you're not here to do emotional business. Let's look at the facts. What happened? What went right? What went wrong? Let's go back and fix it and let's do it again. So the data is really important. I think a lot of people miss that and they're not tracking these conversions or these opt-ins and that might sound like completely foreign language to some people but um that's that's just important and once you learn that and you can you can understand that you can start to pull yourself out of that emotional downfall and then you know what to kind of go back and fix and tweak oh i'm just laughing because it's so true i i mean we've all done it you've i'm sure done it you've like showed up in the space, maybe it's been online, maybe it's been in person, you know, and you're so excited and you have all the pieces of what you're going to talk about and you get there and then it doesn't match your expectation or worse. It does match your expectation because you were worried nobody was going to show up (laughs) either way. And it's true. If you are not conscious to what you're doing, you will let the conversation, the piece of you that is the critic of who you are, the thing that we worry about, you know, in those low moments become your dominant voice. And it is totally so important that you surround yourself with possible people. That's how I think of it. Mm -hmm. You know, to have a coach or to have a group mentorship, it is, it's beautiful to watch somebody else, but to know what your pitfalls are. You know, for me, when I'm in big stages of growth, I'm, I'm like reaching forward with myself. I'm super conscious of what I'm putting in my field of vision, right? So it's like, I might even silence certain people on my social media, not yes. because they're not doing great things in the world, but because they are. And it's my own sense of that place within myself that I'm yes. still working on healing. Yep right? Where I'm like, I need to step back from that because that is like fuel for me feeling inferior and it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's just me understanding that. And I know people say to me like, what are you talking about? You know, what do you mean you feel that way? I'm like, 
I think we don't talk about that enough. I don't care if you make 500,000 a year in your online business, there is a voice inside of you that sometimes tells you the wrong things. Yep. As you've grown your business and you've gone through these like incremental growths, what have you had to unlearn about yourself or unbecome in order to become that next part? Well, I think the biggest thing, which is something like right now I'm going through is, okay, this million dollars, it's like right there. It's just right there. It's the next thing. And I often have to stop myself and be like, why? Like, what is this? What is this? Like this feeling of more is not a good feeling. I don't like it because it's just constant. Like, well, I'll hit a million and then now it's two and then I'll hit two and then it's five and then it's 10. And then, and it's just more and more and more and more. And so I, I constantly am coming back to what is a million dollars going to give me that I don't currently have right now. That's always a question I have to ask myself. Great and I, the, the unlearning came from really detaching myself from my worth, like associated with the money. It was like, well, I'm, I'm good enough now because I've made X amount. Right. And so I've had to really let that go. It's like, my business is just a piece of me and what I do. And you can't scale from chaos. So Mm -hmm. it's really important to, when you get to these big levels in your business and these, these big income levels. Like I think something we often forget to talk about is like maintaining, like it takes a lot to maintain. So let's make sure sustaining what we're doing. Sustainability. hundred percent. Yeah. Like let's just sustain and maintain. Can you do that for another year and work out any kinks and streamline things and then come from this place of like calm and security and like, and then go and then go from there. So that's something that I'm really working through right now is like, I have a lot of time off. My schedule Mm -hmm. feels so great. I would like to travel. (laughs) You're ready. (laughs) Um, And once that happens, uh, well, I'll, I'll be off and away somewhere. So it's just like recognizing like the level of freedom that I have right now and the team that I have right now and the life that I have right now, I am, I love it. I love it. And so what is more going to bring me? And I have to be really conscious about that. And so instead of moving too fast, I'm just at this place of like, let's just sustain and I'm going to tweak and, and refine things. And I'm sure through that process, things will naturally Mm. grow, but it will be such a natural flow versus this like forcing. Right. And it is because there is that thing in the business world where it's like, I make six figures. I make seven figures. Totally. But if you don't define success for yourself, which is essentially what you're saying is, yes, you're looking at it from a true holistic perspective, the whole aspect of who you are. And like you said, getting it straight within yourself, which is my business isn't my identity. It's one of the things I do in the world. I'm very passionate about it. I know you're very passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But but recognize it's not everything. And it can look different for everyone. So everybody needs to find out what that 
pie looks like, like how much are you sectioning to each one and give yourself permission to have that be the way you want it to be and the way it feels. Because a lot of times what I have noticed with myself is you said something can't scale from chaos. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing is as I have wanted to grow certain aspects of what I do, the impact I'm making, all of it, the financial impact, I have sometimes connected these two things, which is to have more of that is I'm going to have to work harder. Mm-hmm. And, and that's going to be hard. Yeah, <laughs> right. Totally. Like I'm going to have to work, which actually isn't always, it isn't necessarily true. And that's right. where the system comes in. And that's where you have to unbecome something to become something, right? Because when you start, you are like chief cook and bottle washer, right? I, right. You're all of it, <laughs> which is why you're so good at what you do, because you do know how to do all those parts. Do you do all those parts? I'm probably going to say, hell no, you don't build all your funnels and do all of those right. things Not anymore. anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. And yeah. this, this is the place where we have to give ourselves grace, I think, to let ourselves go through the process. Otherwise, you get into overwhelm and then you shut down, right? Or you burn out, whatever. So burnout and shut down and overwhelm, how do you help your students get past that sense of overwhelm, especially at the beginning? I mean, overwhelm can come through the whole thing, right? Totally. Yes. It's always there. <laughs> right. It's yes. like you grow and then, you know, your problems change and yeah. then you got to figure that out. And then if you want to continue to scale and leverage, you can, or you don't, right? That's cool too, right? Let's give ourselves some freaking grace to be where we're going to, where we want to be, as opposed to letting, and this is what you're saying, as opposed to letting the world tell you totally who you need to be in business or who you need to be in the world, that there's that aspect of it. And I don't think we talk about that enough. So if you have someone, let's even just talk about, There's a lot of people that are literally pandemic two years into their online business, right? You know this, I know this. And so maybe they haven't had the results that they were hoping at this point and they are feeling burnt out. When we're talking about systems in the background, like, is it, is it the website I need to be doing? Is it this I need to be doing? Is it the, that I need to be doing? Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? Okay, so websites, no. <laughs> Let's just say that twice. Very clearly <laughs> negative on the website. So Good. your website, don't get me wrong, it's valuable. It's it's where you can house all of the information about who you are and your services. Great. But it's if you don't know how to do lead generation and you don't have clarity on who it is you're really serving in your programs, then your website's just going to be all over the place. So websites are a big no. You need time to learn who, like you need time to learn your zone of genius, what you really want to do, things you want to offer, really even connecting to your story, your personal story, because your About Me page is a really powerful page on your website. So don't start with the website. What you need to start with is lead generation. That's the most important thing. You have to start with, and lead lead generation 
encompasses a lot of things. It's building your community. You, if you don't have leads, you don't have you. The chances of sales becomes very low. So you need those leads. And um, and another way to say that is community, your audience. Like you need to build that. You need to really spend some time building that. I think what happens is a lot of us are like, well, I don't know what to share. I don't know what to post. I don't know what to talk about. And so I always say to them, well, if I had to, if you had to go on an IG live right now in like literally three minutes, you had no time to prep, like video is going play. You, you can't prep anything. What's the thing that you'll just naturally be able to talk about with ease. Mm-hmm. And there's always something, there's always right. something. So like, just start there. It doesn't have to be perfect. When you're just in the beginning stages of your business, like you're not going to have 100% clarity on your niche. You're just, you're just not. Some people will. Some people will come out of the gates yeah. and be like, I know exactly who I want to work with. You know, I, I've had students many times who are like, this is exactly what I want to do. I know who I want to serve. And others are like, I have absolutely no idea. So let's, that doesn't mean do nothing. Let's just start with the little bits that you feel comfortable with right now. And like, let's just get out there and be visible and start building your community. And then from there, in terms of like the backend systems, let's take them off of social media and let's lead them into your email list. Your email list is the most important piece of your business. It literally is your business. So you have to spend time building that list. Um, And there's multiple ways that you can do that. Um, So I feel like I was kind of all over the place there, but (laughs) if that makes sense. I, I, what I think is really the the clear piece there is doesn't need to be your website. Don't be going out there doing that because it's in all likelihood at the beginning, it'll look like a mishmash. Yes. So and it can it, be costly. And it's, yeah, it can be, be very much costly and you're probably going to have to redo it anyway. So yes. <laughs> I know I've done just a few renditions in my Me website. Yeah. So spending the time to kind of even asking yourself, who am I serving? Like just knowing, I mean, I'm sure you know who you're serving with a huge degree of clarity, but it had to start somewhere. So even asking yourself the question is mm-hmm. important because that right there means that you're not showing up all the time speaking to everybody. You're just, you're speaking to the person that you're serving. I find it helpful to literally make that into a person. I know who she yes, is. Totally. I know how old she is. I know what she drives. I know what keeps her up at night. I know what pain points she has. I know what she desires. I know what books are on her side table. Like literally this woman, I got her playlist in my head. And so, and I say that because when I, when I go to show up to say something or do something, you know, online or in any way, really like opening up my email and I want to write a letter to that woman, that's what I'm doing. I'm speaking to her because I know how to speak to her because that's who I feel in this moment, because you can figure this out as you go. That's who I feel like I'm serving. Mm -hmm. So if I only speak to her, chances are she will find herself in my audience, however big or small it is, and she will know to walk towards me. Totally. But when I speak to everybody, nobody hears me. 100%. (laughs) And I speak to everybody sometimes and my life informs me and my business informs me, especially at the numbers level, which is something. So mm-hmm. I think that's a really great thing is just to spend some time getting to know who you're serving and 
trying to specify that as much as possible. You spoke something that is pure gold if you get nothing, which is your email list is your business. Um, I have been shadow banned on social for speaking about things that some people don't appreciate, mostly Justin Trudeau. So what's (laughs) happened for me is (laughs) I've been, my account's been partially blocked. Now, this is a me problem, not a you problem. But the point being, if you think that your business is on social media or on your, on anything that isn't yours, Mm -hmm. the truth of it it isn't, right? It isn't. Yeah, it's not. It's great to leverage these platforms 100%, but we have to think about how we're getting people off of the platforms and onto our email list because you own that. And then that's where you're actually going to make even deeper connection and be able to really communicate with your, with your audience, because on social media, it's very busy. They're scrolling, you know, every two seconds, it's something new. Whereas your, your list, I mean, people are in their inbox often and writing something that really speaks to that woman that you're serving. They're more inclined to open that and spend time reading that. I also think, you know, and I've learned this even from being a subscriber to yours and and other mentors that I have in the field, which is uh, treat that like gold. It is an honor to have somebody in your email inbox. Don't be a jerk, right? Like, (laughs) don't do what I did at the beginning of my business, which I was so overwhelmed by all the pieces that I only emailed my list when I wanted something from them, which was, which is horrible, but it was a capacity thing for me. And I learned And I really started to reorient myself, which is serve the people that are already in your community. So for me, the people that were in my community were for sure in my, in, in, you know, my inbox, my email list, Mm -hmm. and that that's my inner circle and just getting clear on that. So if you're like all the pieces, all the things, what the heck do I do? It's the question could be, you know, what can I create? What can I put out into the world which will allow people to, and there's the word funnel or, mm-hmm. or end up as an email subscriber for me. So can you create something? Um, you know, maybe it's a short video, maybe it's a how do it's a PDF. It's a totally some giveaway, Anything. some value, something that speaks to you, the work that you do that, you know, is going to solve an issue or support that person that you're that person you're trying to serve that woman that you're trying to serve that client you're trying to serve and have that be the connection piece right absolutely absolutely and there was something really powerful you said there too about your community like who you have right now in your on your list and I think we often neglect that like we get so caught up in new people new people new people growing social media. And it's like, actually, who can you connect with outside your front door? Like right now, who is literally in your community, gyms or yoga studios or health right. food stores or, or whatever it might be that you can go and connect with. You probably have relationships with people in the corporate world. Can you connect with them and, you know, do a training or something for their team, their staff? We all, we often forget about these things, but we are in the relationship business. And so go leverage those relationships, go connect, go build those relationships with these people that you know, because especially in those beginning stages of business, that's going to help you bring probably your first few clients in an easier way, in a quicker way than social media might. 
So like a more organic way, the way that we normally create relationships. And then once you have the relationship, and this is the other thing, it's like when somebody DMs you and they're, you know, they drop into your (laughs) Instagram, we all, you all know what I'm talking about, or your, you know, Facebook messenger. And they're like, here, buy this. Hi, that. Hi, how are you? What, you know, needs to be, would you like to buy my program? And you're like, um, excuse me, you get out of the foyer of my home. And I, Honestly, what oh, if you are doing this? We all know this. Please stop doing that. Yes. I'm kind of like, can you romance me a little? Can yep. we have a little um, conversation with time? I on, that's that's the way I think of my email list. I'm like, yep, these people are taking a chance on me. Maybe they know me, so it's more than that. But maybe right. at the very least, they're taking a chance on me. Something I said somewhere, or one of my you know, offers lead generations, opt-ins has popped them into my thing. And now that's a sacred relationship. That's a sacred relationship. How do I want to treat that relationship? You don't want to like knock on their door or worse yet, you're already in their foyer and you'd be like, Hey, Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. 100%. I know it's happened to probably so many of us, but this is also something that makes me think about you know, something I always say to our students is that your business is 90 days behind you. So whatever it is you're looking to create, you've got to give yourself that time and space to build and to create the community and to create the audience and romance them, as you said, before you're going to go lead into the sale. So if you think of it in that way, 90 days behind you, it can actually be really helpful for when you're planning something. Right. You're planning at least, you know, 90 to 120 days into the future, which is a huge way to avoid the overwhelm. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The overwhelm, you get better at handling it, I think, over time, but it's normal. Like it's normal. It's normal. You're not, you're not falling behind. You're not failing because you feel overwhelmed. Like it's just totally normal. And it's if you listen to that, if you listen to that overwhelm, that feeling, you tune in, it's a great opportunity for you to step back and be like, okay, like, what do I really need to prioritize here? Like, what is really needs to get off of my plate right now versus like, I have 50 things to do and I have to do all today. And I have like, yeah. right. And don't get me wrong. I have a to-do list of, you know, all the things. And what I like to do is just brain dump everything onto a piece of paper. So it's out of my head. And then I go through it and I'm like, top priority, one to two things I can absolutely do today. Okay. Those two. Great. And like, that just lessens the, the overwhelm for me. The overwhelm. Yeah, that's right. And, and the way that you, I guess, lessen, um, the burnout is, to recognize when you have overwhelm Mm -hmm. and allow yourself to do something different, right? That's, that's it. So, so when we're talking about business mentorship and, you know, what, what do you think is the value of the one-on-one versus the value of the group mentorship? Yeah. So our mentorship is a hybrid. We have group coaching every single week. And then students, because our mentorship is nine months, students do get private one-to-one coaching during each. We have three phases in our mentorship. Each phase lasts about technically three months. And so each phase they do get a call. So they do have a bit of that one-to-one support, which I think is really, really valuable. But the value of 
the group coaching, like we've had a lot, as I'm sure maybe you've heard this from, from people in your communities, like, Oh, I don't know. Group coaching. Like it's not my thing. I don't want to show up. I don't want to share. And then they end up realizing that that is really the thing that was missing. Um, being in a container where they feel like they're heard and they're supported and they're not alone and being able to witness others going through the same thing is so valuable. Um, and then they make really great connections and sometimes referrals for each other's businesses. They go on each other's IG lives and like, and it's great. They build some really great friendships and connections. So that group coaching is, it's, it's super valuable. It really, really is. It lets you know, like, yeah, you're not the only one going through this. Yeah. Every, everyone else is experiencing it in their own, in their own way. Yeah, I think that's really valuable too. And I also think, you know, going back a little bit to how you talked about the word witch and how we have preconceived ideas about witch. It's mm -hmm. that thing where it's like, like you said, this is how I define it. This is the way I look at it. And it's actually for me personally, it's drawing back pieces of myself that I have turned away from, right? Like this part of me that is a healer and a mm -hmm and a connector and is deeply rooted to the earth and earth energy and yes. all of the things. And we call it woo. And even that has a negative connotation. It's so, totally. to me, it's crazy because this is, this is the place where I feel like we come back to ourselves. And I, and I think this happens in group mentorship as well. Thank God I remembered the connection there. Sometimes I go off on a tangent. I never know where I'm going back with this, but here's where I was going. <laughs> Tell me it's not just me. Anyway, so. It's not. Okay, good. And, and in the group mentorship, because I do a group mentorship program as well. Yep. It's the brilliance. It's the brilliance because you know what? I, I say good things. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm in my zone. I'm sure you're in your zone. I've seen you. I feel it. I can feel energy even through a Zoom call. I feel your energy when you speak. But you know what? It's not just what comes out of the leader or the facilitator or whatever word you want to call. Yeah. It's the woman beside you. It's the women across the circle. And totally. we as women have forgotten how freaking important our sisterhood is or whatever words you want to use but it's the connections to women. And if there is one thing that I think has come out so beautifully from the last couple of years, it's, I need these ladies in my life. I need the women in my life. I want to be seen and heard and witnessed. I want to have these sacred relationships. I feel like that's the remembering that's going on right now. 100%. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I mean, I've definitely felt it you know, just being at home and being an entrepreneur and being behind the computer. It's just, and especially like the energy of the world and the weight of the world in these past two years, it was just like, what I really need, like that connection, yeah. that community is so, it, it means so much more to me now than, than ever before. In all ways. Yeah. In all ways. And you know, I, we both have an experience I know, and we don't need to get into that right now. That'll probably be another podcast, but <laughs> I have, you know, an, um, an emerging journey with plant medicine. And I know you've spoke a little bit about this, but these are one of the things through that work, I remembered a piece of myself and yep. this is, there's portals just opening all around us. So I, I say that 
because what we're talking about right here, you might not be an entrepreneur if you're still listening. (laughs) You might not be an entrepreneur, but there's a piece of this that rings true, which is it's that place where we can recognize that there is something for us. And sometimes we don't see the path. You know, it's not obvious to us. And you said it so beautifully. It's stepping forward. It's just seeing. It's just observing. You know, what happens when you allow yourself to step into this piece of yourself and show it to the world, whatever that means to you in whatever circumstance, and then have that experience inform you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's really beautifully said. Yeah. All right. So what's your vision? <laughs> like, I don't think I need to add anything to that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Sometimes you don't know where you're going with things, but all to, all to say, like, at the end of all this, this conversation, what's your vision? I'm going to say for women in the world right now, what's your vision for women in the world? Well, that's a big question. <laughs> Would you like some preparation time? <laughs> Just a little. Ooh, my vision for women in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm really, what I'm really hoping is for women to find their way back to themselves and to really connect to that intuition. Cause I think we've really become disconnected to that. Um, so yeah, finding your way back to yourself and, um, knowing that you're safe it's okay. Like it's really okay to explore what that means coming back to yourself. It may not be easy, definitely be uncomfortable, but you know, to, to get to that place of, I'm going to use the word freedom. I mean, it can mean so many things, but to get to that place of freedom and connection, like you have to go through the discomfort and you have to go through that fear and, and it's so worth it. It's, it's so worth it um, to really discover more of who you are and the things that light you up. So that's really what I'm, what I'm hoping for. Yeah, that vision is a similar vision for me, is to, is to have that be seen and heard within ourselves. And like you said, to witness it in each other so that we can find it within ourselves even. I love it. I love it. And uh, Okay, so how how can people get a hold of you? Where do you like to play? Let's start with your social media. Sure. Your two sites. Yes. So social media, Instagram. I'm always hanging out there at yeah. Holistic Wellness Foodie. So you can find me there for all things health and wellness and and food. And food. That's why it's called Holistic Wellness Foodie. So that's what that is. Um, and then I started another Instagram account, which is Samantha underscore Gladish. And that's really for, for all things business and entrepreneurship. You know, it didn't make sense for me to talk about funnels and sales and building <laughs> your business on my Holistic Wellness Foodie account. So I thought it, it would, it would make, se- make sense to create something separate for that. Um, and then there's two, two website, whole, websites, holisticwellness.ca. And um, you can learn all about our services and coaching and all of our programs and everything we have there. And then on, again, on the entrepreneur side, samanthagladish.com. Um, yeah. And then of course there's the podcast. 
Wellness yes. Witch. So the Wellness Witch podcast on all your favorite platforms, podcast platforms. Um, and just to be clear, your business mentorship program is called Align and Lead Business Mentorship yes. Program. Yeah. It's a nine-month container. And I think that there is a really massive opportunity for a lot of listeners who are in the space of beginning, in the space of developing, or mm-hmm. wanting to have a different experience with their business, which I think is huge. Yes. So yes. thank you so much, Samantha, for bringing like your whole heart itself to this. There are so many places we were going to, we could have gone with all of this, but I trust that whatever we spoke about was exactly where we needed to be. Oh, as do I. Thank you so much for having me here. That was really fun. My pleasure. Thank you so much for being with me today. If there's anybody that you know that can benefit from today's episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I'll connect with you next week.